Welcome to Backseat Drivers Podcast, where we cover everything from business strategies, office shenanigans, and any hot topic that gets us fired up. We will give you all the stories, tips, and advice that you never asked for or wanted, because we are the Backseat Drivers. All right, everyone, welcome to episode two. Glad you were all here. Uh, glad we didn't scare you away with our first podcast. We actually had a lot of good response. Uh, Facebook page, Instagram page, uh, a lot of people uh, saying that they appreciated the content. So you should tell them about our website. Yes, we have a website now. It is backseatdrivers.org. You can check out all of our episodes will be on there. And then we also have a uh, store coming soon. We're going to have merchandise like hats and sweatshirts and different cool swag stuff like that swaggy stuff yeah so uh today we're gonna uh kind of once again be a little bit all over the place but we're gonna start with uh kind of where we left off with the last podcast and talk about uh our canada trip uh, yeah you remember that trip yeah but you know what i want to mention what's that i was just looking out the window and it's kind of a we're in the pacific northwest so for a lot of you that didn't know that, we're based out of Oregon. And um, a lot of our um, responses came from Texas. I oh, really? Majority of them were based out of Texas. I don't know if that was because we did our Whataburger. Oh, probably. Um, yeah, story, or and it was titled What a Whataburger for episode one. But um, we got majority of our... Uh, likes and followers out of texas so are we gonna get our next like wave of people coming out of canada now is that what you're suggesting i don't know okay maybe that'd be cool that would be cool but um thank you to texas for uh liking us and uh responding yeah so So last time we talked about uh kind of my first business trip uh now we're going to talk about my first international business trip this was funny. And uh, it, uh, it, I mean, it was just bad from the start. So um, start out at the Portland International Airport, uh, go to check-in, and uh, everything's good. So far, <laughs> so good. This guy was a mess yeah. the entire time. It was like having a child <laughs> with me and having to keep them in order. Yes, well, thank you for being... Uh, being there for me i appreciate that always um so we're in line for a security check and uh i keep hearing everybody asking for the driver's license or passport and uh boarding pass well and to get it ready right so everybody's like getting ready and i'm like frantically checking all my pockets <laughs> and it's the winter time so i've got like a jacket a sweatshirt pants so I've got like eight pockets to check and then my backpack and I'm checking all over the place and I can't find it. And I think Will's like, uh, did you leave it at the front checking counter? I was like, I don't know, man. He's like, you need to go check. So I get out of line and it was a long line. It's not like now where it's like super quick to get through checkout. This was like, it was a long line yeah. and I was not going to go back with him because he had to run back. Yeah. We were, we were on a tight time schedule. Well, and Will's not a fast walker, so no, uh, he, he guy, moseys through the airport, yeah, so I did not I want do. to... I just take my time. Yeah. I'm cool. This guy, he's like running to the gate, and we're two hours ahead every time. He's like 
running to the gate. And well, we now got, you know why. We have two hours. It's because I'm of like, this trip. Like, come on, man. Look, what? you need to walk with purpose. I've always said that. Walk with purpose. You just mosey. You walk like you have to pee. No, I walk like <laughs> I got someplace to be. Yeah. Anyways, so go back to the front counter, and uh, it was there, thankfully. Um, but now I had to go back and get in line. Will's already through. Yeah, I wasn't waiting for him. I yeah. was going. So it's uh, a 45-minute wait, and our plane is leaving in 45 minutes. So I'm, I get through and I'm like rushing to the plane and Will, Will's texting me. He's like, dude, they're literally closing the doors that you are going to miss this flight. Um, so finally was able to, I got there, like literally they were like last call. They were getting ready to close the doors. I was able to get on. So I did make the flight, but yeah, that's how it started out. We weren't going to pay for him to get another flight because like we talked about previously, we're on a budget and we're going international this time to you know work on a contract and yeah so he barely made it yeah so um we fly and we get into where would we fly to well we flew to seattle and then from seattle to alberta yes to alberta okay so uh, from seattle to alberta there was nothing special about it went pretty smooth we get to alberta and i remember the whole time actually in seattle i was like kind of like anxious about going through customs. This is my first time ever going through customs. So we get into Alberta. We land in Edmonton. Oh, Edmonton. Okay. Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Alberta is a province. Oh, I don't know. Canada. I, so I don't know. Yeah. He, that whole Canada thing works. It confuses me. Yeah. Still. Geography confuses yeah. you. We can we should do a podcast where we have a globe or a map and ask you to identify the country or the state even <laughs> you should just be like it could be like is this a city state or province yeah that would but, be yeah. hilarious or we could get some kids in here get like a third grader <laughs> are you smarter third. than a fifth grader yeah i bet you uh my son liam would uh who's in second grade probably knows geography better than he i do probably does. he's actually really good at geography yeah he's a smart kid so that would be hilarious we'll do that down the road <laughs> okay so uh we get into canada at the airport and um walk up to the custom agents and um they're like you could definitely tell the people who have never talked to a custom agent before the ones that are like oh what do i do what do i need they're not ready they don't know what to say well yeah that guy was andrew and there was no way I was going to be associated with this guy. I didn't know what was going to happen. I went to a different agent. Oh, he was as far away from me as possible. He went to, I, I knew it was going to be a cluster. So go ahead. So I get up there and they're like, uh, where, where are you coming from? I'm like Portland. Well, actually Seattle. And I literally said that. Um, and then I like fumbled over my words a little bit and <laughs> like, okay, and what are you doing here? I said, I'm here on a business trip. And, um, and they're like, okay. And they're like, go through this door here. No, they asked you for a visa. No, that didn't happen yet. Oh, okay. So we went through this door and I'm with Will and then they call me over. Like I'm walking to leave the airport <laughs> and it's probably, it's midnight and they, <laughs> close, they're yeah. like, uh, sir, sir, over here. So Will keeps walking. He yeah, this guy's, this guy's trying. He's trying to get me to stay with him. I'm like, oh hell no. Yeah, I just keep walking. Yeah, keep walking. Don't ignore him. Like, 
I don't know who that dude is. So they pull me off into the side room and it's like this big area with like conveyor belts. And um, there were other people there were like trying to bring in alcohol, I think, or something. And it was, it wasn't that busy, but I waited there for a good hour, just like freaking out, thinking I'm going to be deported back to America <laughs> or <Yeah. laughs> meanwhile, I'm, I'm out of the airport and uh, buddy Bill's picking us up. And uh, we, you know, we talked about Bill Bland in the previous episode. He, he's out there waiting. So I hop in and he's like, where's Andrew? Like, man, I don't know. All I know is they took him to the side and I kept going. And so Bill and I are like, man, what do we do? We're out here waiting for him. And we're like, we don't know what's going on with them. And you did call though. I did. Right? So I, I was able to, to let you guys know what was going on. <laughs> and you're like, well, don't throw me under the bus. Don't say anything. I'm like, okay. So finally an hour goes by and this lady comes over and she's like, okay, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm here on a business trip. And she's like, okay, where's your work visa? I'm like, I, I don't have one. She's like, well, what's the nature of your work? I'm like, I'm consulting. I'm, I'm working with the sanitation department to um, do testing for them to like sh to test their drivers to make sure that they are all going to be good drivers and, and uh, you know, reduce their collision rate. Because actually our testing program reduces collision rates by up to 80%. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we were there to do. I was consult with them. And she's like, well, you need a work visa to do that. I'm like, I I didn't know. I mean, my business partners got through. He got through just fine. Yeah, and thanks, so, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, well, I really should have you go get your business partner and bring him back in here and uh, send you guys back both to the, to the States. But uh, whatever, it's, it's past midnight. Next time you come here, get a work visa. I'm like, okay. So that was. Uh, yeah. And the whole time, Bill and I are like, dude, you, you can't throw me under the bus. Like, But he's stuck back there we're cracking up we're laughing we think it's funny i'm like why would he say he's here on business <laughs> well i didn't he know no like, i didn't know we, we i was just being honest I, I was felt like i was being interrogated so i was trying to you know like i mean we were in and out it's not like we were staying or anything so but you know i i just said i'm there visiting my buddy because well i was right andrew was the one working <laughs> i was there hanging out with bill we were doing some stuff but it was uh, it was more of a work trip for Andrew. Yeah. Because then then oh, we got to Edmonton, and we had to fly you somewhere else. Yeah. Saskatchewan or something. No, it starts with a W. Oh, uh, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but it it was another like two or three hour flight. Yeah. Somewhere else in Canada. Yeah. And uh, off on his own. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I went with some lady. Yeah, you did. Um, but was we, it did yes, you deal with it was Ann. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the name? What's the place that starts with the W? Wish, 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 wah, wah, wah. I don't know. Um, I can't remember. We say that this hotel is supposed to be like the most haunted hotel, uh, and they um, like Halloween is booked out for years because of how haunted this hotel is and specifically a room there that's supposed to be super haunted and like i, I didn't sleep well because i was like oh my gosh is, is this my room that's that's haunted because they didn't tell me what room it was so and it was super cold i was like brought layers and 
every layer except for socks. And uh, so my feet were freezing and I asked them to turn the heater on and they're like, why do you need the heater on? They're like rolling down their windows and you know, they're a, they're a different breed up there in Canada. They're used to that. They are. They are. I know. I was talking to Bill a couple weeks ago and he's like, man, we got so much snow here. It was when we had snow here. And I mean, we got, what seven inches maybe or something like that we seven, didn't get eight seven inches. inches yeah no yeah we have like an inch tops here just this last december yeah you're crazy dude you're cra- seven inches are do you know how look yeah it. look it this is a ruler yeah we're seven inches that's absolutely. seven inches. Absolutely. No. We had that much. Okay. We did. All right. Well, you guys can uh, comment on our social media and let us know. If, you, if you, think look we up, seven you go inches. back and look up December 26th until December, what? I don't know. 29th? Maybe like between a couple days and like it melted and then more came. We don't have seven inches of snow. You live in Canby. Yeah. I don't. We, we got here. just as much snow. Oh my goodness. Okay. Anyways, there's snow in Canada. Not so much here. Not so much here. Yeah. I was talking to Bill and they're like, foots of snow. Feet of snow. Foots, foots of, of snow. snow. <laughs> <laughs> they got foots. <laughs> I have foots. Speaking of foots. Uh-huh. This is a good transition. Um, well, not really because <laughs> I thought we were going someplace else, but we're going to talk about uh, Ross. Remember Ross? You want to talk about? I think we should talk about Ross. Okay. Well, yeah, the company. Yeah. So, uh, with our medical transport company, uh, we ha- uh, were going to be contracting uh, up in Portland, and we were um, introduced to a guy named Ross, who was heading up a company called Gridworks, and Gridworks was in the process of getting a contract through uh, the city of Portland, or really that area. Yeah. The count, Multnomah County is what it was. And so he had all these ideas. And so we met with him and he kind of shared his vision for what he wanted non-emergency medical transport to look like. It was through the CCO. Yes. Is what it was through the state, the CCO, right? Yeah. So, so um, he shared his vision and it lined up pretty closely with what we had wanted to do, what we had wanted to try. He talked to us about how um, image was super important, which we agreed with in Salem. Um, We were known as the professional company because our drivers wore polos and slacks. Uh, And a lot of the medical transport drivers wore, uh, for the other companies, wore sweatpants and uh, just kind of showed up like they rolled out of bed. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing when you go to meetings and, you know, we're in, you know, dress clothes and then you have these other people showing up that are really do look like they rolled out of bed. Right. And And they're, and they're the owners. They're the owners. And so we wanted to change that. And we did. I, I mean, Gene will even tell you Gene's now our VP of our medical transport. And it, it did, we changed things, you know, made people be professional. We had nice cars. We, we're on time. We are always reliable. And that's what set us apart is we actually care about our community, our clients. And right. Well, we kind of changed the, 
the standard because before the standard was everything was based off of rates who had the lowest and cheapest rates yeah and we came in and said okay well we may not have the lowest rates but we're going to do things the right way and that kind of changed changed everything it did and it was you know we expect our employees to uh, treat our clients like they're our grandmother or our parents and that's walking them to the door, making sure they have the extra care, opening the door for them and just going the extra mile. Right. Cause some of these other companies were charging money to open the door uh, for the client instead of just telling them to, to get out or like to walk them to the door. We didn't have any extra fee to, to open the door for them and walk them to the door that we just felt like that should be part of part of the job. Yeah. You take the time to care and it does show because it came through um, with a lot of the uh, brokers out there that were brokered with, and they realize it too. They see it, they understand, um, which Ross had that same vision. Let's take care of these people because a lot of the people we were transporting, um, you know, it's not their best day. Right. They're going in for dialysis, for chemo treatments for things that, you know, are not something you look forward to. Right. And so if we can make their day a little bit better, that's what we needed to do and make it a little bit easier for them and let them know that, Hey, we care and we're here for you today. Right. And so Ross had that same vision too. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, things, things were actually going really well with Ross because we also talked to him about uh, the importance of driver training. Because, uh, you know, that's our other side of the company is, is driver training. So um, we talked to him about the importance of that. He agreed. And uh, we set up a training program to train uh, all of these new drivers that were going to be coming on uh, for medical transport under their brokerage. And we were able to um, train them and assess them and make sure that uh, all the drivers that were going to be out there were going to be um, lower risk drivers, or at least not high risk drivers. That's what we were trying to, right. to weed out were the high, high risk drivers. And for the most part, everybody that came through, um, were, were decent drivers. They, they were either average or low risk. Yeah. Um, so he, he did that well. Um, and then I remember that first, first day, right before it was the day before it was going to go live. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, you and Tim, um, we're up in the warehouse in Portland yeah. and we were scrambling to get everything ready. I mean, we had to get our phone systems ready. We had like 30 cell phones, yeah. uh, we had for all the cars, yeah. uh, we had the computer system, we had our office that we're trying to get set up. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of this last minute scramble. And then we were going live at, uh, I think it was like 5am, right? Yeah. We, yeah, because this was, we ended up, um, doing some more major purchases for this deal. Right. Went and bought brand new vehicles because um, all of our vehicles, we want them to be new. We want them to be nice. Um, and so, yeah, we went and bought 30 plus vehicles Yeah. again. And um, yeah, 5 a.m. We were, we were going live. Right. And we, um, the cars came in late because uh, yeah. we had to order some of them. They came in late, so we had to get them logoed out still. We had to get all the equipment in there that needed to be in there. And uh, so we were we were up all night. Like we, I think we were done at like 1 a.m. And then we went and um, I think we stayed at a hotel nearby and slept for like two hours. Yeah. 
and then came back and um, just started going live. And uh, first day was pretty pretty successful. Um, Went off without a hitch. I yeah. mean, well, for the most part, it was pretty good. Yeah, we we took turns dispatching, trying to figure out what I we had issues dispatching. You did so many. So I'm colorblind, <laughs> and. It was the worst color combinations you could ever find for a colorblind person. Like, I have a hard time with shades, and especially when they're all kind of next to each other. And they're saying red, brown, like what all these colors. Green. Green. I'm like, I can't see where that is. Remember that one time we were looking at an office? Yeah. They, we were and, looking at an office, and there was a sign. It was red and black. It was a red background, black lettering, and I had the phone number. And I was going to put it on my phone. I'm like, hey, read me the phone number. He's like, there is no phone number. I'm like, dude, it's like three inches big. Yeah. How do you not see this number? I'm like, that. I pointed to, he's like, there's no number there. So yeah, he's. We had he's to get out of the car and like actually get up there and still, like, until he showed me, like, look, you know, I. He's I legit colorblind, yeah. which explains some of his wardrobe choices sometimes. <laughs> Uh, hilarious. Anyway, so dispatching, yeah, kind of was a little rough for me, but, um, well, yeah, I took the first shift cause I was, I had the most knowledge of what was going on. And then I think, uh, and then it was your turn to take a shift. Mm-hmm. And so you, I think you were like, you came and woke me up cause I was sleeping in my truck inside the warehouse Yeah, and I only got like 30 minutes in. You can't, you're like, I can't do this. I, I can't see what's going on. So, uh, yeah. But that yeah. that was good, and things were going really well. I mean, we had a good good thing going, and uh, so that was in. I want to say that was in September. Of the, I don't remember when it, we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah September like 2017, I think. Um, yeah. and maybe it was 2008. I don't remember. 18, but yeah. so things were going good until uh, Christmas. Remember Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Um, we were supposed to be getting paid um, from them, and then that way we could be paying our employees. Yeah. Well, um, I we didn't get the payment. It was supposed to be an uh, automatic deposit, and it didn't come. Didn't come in. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like this. Is, we're talking like almost six figures. It's not there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easily six figures. It's yeah. not there, and uh, so I call. I call Ross. I'm like, Hey, how come our money's not here? He's like, "Uh, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. And, uh, so that's when we got introduced to Lewis. Lewis. I want to throw up every time I say his name. So, um, get on the phone with Lewis and Lewis is like, well, um, you didn't do, you didn't do some trips. I'm like, well, we're not getting paid per trip. We're getting paid for our drivers being available. Yeah. Per day, per driver. Right. And they were available. You didn't use us. He's like, well, I don't know. There's some discrepancies here. And like our books are open. We will show you there is no discrepancies. Uh, so they ended up paying us. Uh, they were able to get us money. Um, that next day, I think, yeah. uh, or not whatever the next business day was. Yeah. So we were fine, but then it started becoming a consistent issue. Yeah. Always not getting our payments on time. Things not happening we'll pay you this next time and make up for it. And the payments just stopped coming. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, now <laughs> we'd be like, nope, go fly a kite. 
we're not doing anything until you until you pay us. Right. We were working out of good faith. Yeah. Um, that I mean, we had that relationship with Ross and we thought that, uh, you know, we'd be taken care of. You yeah. know, we, we were trying to take care of him. So we thought that uh, he'd be taking care of us. And, you know, looking back to, um, I don't really have a grudge against Ross. I oh, really no. don't. I think, um, I think he had some people in a position. Maybe he shouldn't, he trusted people who shouldn't made some bad decisions there, but he didn't know at the time. Um, but at the time I was pissed. Yeah. Well, I mean, he cost us $600,000 Yeah, over six hundred grand. that we still don't have that. Uh, we have all the proof that, um, that we should have been paid and we were trying to get paid, but then he went bankrupt. So, um, he owes us $6,000, $600,000. And, uh, really he owes me a new hand. Um, mm. Because uh, really, it's his fault that uh, I have a messed up hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is Ross's fault for sure. We yeah. blame him. Yeah. So thanks, Ross. Um, I want my money and my hand. <laughs> well, we're never going to get the money. <laughs> so, um, and thank you, Lewis. Which you know what? That was weird, right? I mean, I, I, I'd love to talk to Ross again. Yeah. And be like, hey, man, what really happened? Because. He yeah, so Ross, if, if you're listening to this, please feel free to reach out. We would love to talk to you. Um, Lewis showed up to the mediations, mm-hmm. and I mean, it was awesome, though, right? That was awesome. Our attorney was like schooling them yeah. on their own contract. Yeah. Like, their attorney's like, Oh, what page is that? Like, our attorney was like, Well, actually, on page, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, Uh, uh, what page are you talking about? Yeah. She was awesome, right? But Lewis. You know, we had them. We had them. Like, there was nothing they could do against us. We had forensic accountants. We had everything going back through and like, no, you guys, you guys are legit. You did everything, the contract. I mean, we're ready to go to court and be like. Yeah, I mean, we had, so we had our own accountants go through it. And then we had a third party forensic accountant go through it that had no, no dog in the fight. That was, that's like, no, this is all. Legit. And, and that's what they do. They look at the contract, look at the work done, compare everything. And yeah, they were ready. And I remember when uh, Lewis, man, I, I just couldn't stand that guy. He was. He's a snake. Yeah. And he's sitting there and he's like, well, there's nothing we can do. And um, when we were leaving mediation, I looked at him and I told him. I am going to make it my mission to make sure you are no longer in business come January. And he looked at me like, Oh shit, really? Cause I was, I was serious and we did everything. And really we, uh, part of the reason we didn't get the money was because of, you know, our actions because we, we went to bat for the industry mm-hmm. because it wasn't just us that lost money. It was the entire group. Yeah, the entire NEMT community. Because we're we're blessed because we have multiple companies where we can, um, we were able to at the time to kind of float some stuff. Yeah, weather the storm. And, you know, you're talking these guys that um, have maybe a couple drivers that are paycheck to paycheck that, you know, they're not getting checks for six weeks. I mean, now you're taking food off of other people's table. And they don't have as strong of voices we do 
And so we went to bat and um, went to other brokers and we're like, hey, you can't do business with these guys. This is what they've done to us. This is what they've done to the community. And they're not they're not true to their word. And yeah, we had like um, news stations come out and interview yeah, us about what we were doing. And it was it was very unfortunate. And we made it through. They went bankrupt. They didn't actually uh, come January. They went bankrupt. Yeah. And I was like, dang, there goes all that money. Yeah. Yeah, we there was nothing there to recoup. I mean, they they did not spend their money wisely. They had an office in downtown Portland, right there Pioneer at Square. Pioneer Square. It's like the most expensive place that you could rent a building in all of Oregon. And they were like right in the heart of it. They had this whole entire they had like two or three floors. And they had like all the nicest computers and systems and MacBooks and just elaborate. Yeah. Like, like they were a tech company. They yeah. were running like they were a tech company. And so they had all this money for, and they, like they'd have pay, they'd buy lunches for all their uh, employees and they were trying to be like Google. Yeah. Uh, is what it really was. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because um, I think if it was done again, the way, you know, Ross had his vision, um, it can be successful, but it's successful with the right people and the right groups coming together. And right. unfortunately, uh, Ross just didn't have that management. I don't think that um, that could do the job and he counted on them and uh, went the other way. Yeah. So. I mean, that, that goes to show the importance of having good business partners that you can trust, that uh, you guys have the same vision, and uh, you you always need to know what's going on, because uh, I think um, I think you kind of lost sight of what everyone else was doing. Yeah, but we, uh, so we liked Ross, still like Ross, and um, we decided uh, one time, we're like, hey, we have these side-by-sides, ATVs, let's go up. Uh, to the mountains and let's go ride. So we planned a day to go do it. And the night before Ross actually canceled. So we're like, dang, well, all right, let's uh, just go do some training, head up and. Uh, yeah, we, so we got the ATVs cause we were gonna do uh, training for border patrol. Yeah. And so we got some side-by-sides and ATVs. So yeah, we, we loaded them up. Uh, we took, maybe we took one, ATV, we took the ATV and then one of the four wheelers, the side by side, and then a yeah, yeah, the four wheeler. And so we drove up and we went up to um, where, where was that at? Big uh, Lake up by Hoodoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're up there, it's a Tuesday, I think September 17th, and uh, nobody's up there because school's, school's in session. We get up there, the parking lot is empty, yeah. It was- so, I mean, we got the place to ourselves. Um, I had already driven the side-by-side. I took my family out in it, messed around a little bit. And so Will hadn't driven it yet. And he had grown up on ATV or uh, yeah, four-wheelers. So he wanted to drive the side-by-side. I was like, okay, well, I'll just drive the, the four-wheeler then and we'll cruise around. So um, we're cruising and it's super dusty, like really dusty because yeah. it, hadn't, it hadn't rained in forever and so I'm trying to stay behind Will, but I can't see where he's going. Yeah. And so 
Um, he takes a turn. I didn't see him take the turn and I go off somewhere else and I eventually like get kind of lost, turned around. Yeah. Um, I eventually find, I, I'm able to call, well, we have our phones, um, I call him and I'm like, Hey, I'm heading back to the, the trailer. So we meet back there and we're like, we'll just go in the side by side together. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to drive though. It's like, no, I'm still driving. I'm like, no, I want to drive. Like, I don't trust you. It's like, no, I got this. So I, and so I've been around sand rails and four wheelers. I, you know, we've rolled things. I mean, so I've been around and I know, how, <clears throat> I know how to drive them. So we were, we were out cruising around, um, hitting these trails. It, nice trails up there. Oh yeah. It was, it was great. awesome. Um, and we were wearing our helmets. We were wearing seatbelts. Uh, we had gloves on. Uh, so, I mean, we were doing everything that we should have been doing. Um, so we, we go, we get up to one place that's a dead end. And so we turn around and we're going to head back up this little switchback. Yeah. And we're turning and we're, we're not going that fast. Like we will slowed way down and we turn and we like our wheel hit a, some rock and sand at the same time and just kind of got dug under and it caused our ATV to flip. Yeah, we, so when we came around the corner, we were coming around, goosed it a little bit, and then it, like, we hit, uh, it's like, almost like you hit a curb. Yeah. And it just stopped us and we're like, oh, started to tip. Yeah, and it wasn't a fast tip either. No, we actually, I remember looking at him. Yeah. Looking over like, oh, man. I think pretty sure you said we're about to tip over. Yeah. Like, okay, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, It was like on the edge and um, literally pasted everywhere inside the side-by-side is keep your hands and legs inside the ATV at all times. Yeah. Grab here. Grab here. Right. Don't grab here. (laughs) So uh, my my first reaction was to grab the roll bar. Um, I have no idea why that was my first reaction. Yeah. Like we're tipping all of a sudden. I just, I grabbed it. Oops. And uh, so grab the roll bar and comes down and also my arm just felt really funny. And Will's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I, I, I'm not my arm. I, something's wrong with my arm. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. It was just in, it was in shock. And um, fortunately I was able to pull my hand out from underneath. Otherwise I would have been stuck there for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, pressure caused like this indent that allowed my hand to come through. Yeah. I pull my hand up and, uh, so what I see is I'm looking at him and he was like, something's wrong. And he turns his hand, he has a glove on, right? So he turns his hand and what happened was from the pressure sliding, whatever it ripped his, the side of his glove open. And the side of my hand. <clears throat> well, or really all of my hands. Yeah. And he turns his hand and blood just starts coming out. And I'm like, okay, we've got a problem. And so we're looking at it. Blood's everywhere. And he's freaking out. Well, keep in mind, I've never broken a bone in my body. Like, I've never had any sort of major thing. I Like, as a kid, I pretty much always played it safe. Like... So this was like my first big injury. Yeah. 
And so, so yeah, I was freaking out hundred percent. Yeah, he was. And I was, I was trying to keep him calm and I'm trying to flip the side by side over. We have a winch on it. So I'm trying to hook up to these trees, but all these trees, <laughs> they're are like, like all these little saplings. Yeah. They're like these little trees. They're, you know, they're like bending over, not doing anything. And Andrew, Andrew keeps calling his mom. Well, I called my wife first. Let's and, let's okay, be clear. I yeah, did call my wife yeah. first. She just didn't answer. And the thing is, we barely had cover. Like this yeah. was the one spot yeah. where there was there was coverage. Right. It was crazy. So, um, so we did call nine one one, and uh, they're like, "Okay, well, we can't get to where you're at, yeah, uh, without hiking in, and it'll probably be two to three hours before we can get to where you're at." Yeah, I'm like, "No, we don't got we don't have that long." So. I, we made a plan. Okay. We'll come down and meet you. We'll start walking in. They'll meet us. And it was about a two mile walk that I was going yeah. to do. And so, um, we're like, okay, let's do that. And we'll try to get this thing flipped over. We don't get it flipped over. We're going to start walking. And, um, so I'm trying, I, I'm trying to I, help him. Yeah. Flip he it can't over. Do it. I'm like, sit down, put this ice pack. We had, we had medical kits. And so, um, I'm like, sit down, you know, just quit freaking out. Let me see if I can get this over. I'm working it. Can't do it. And then he's like, man, I don't know if I have all my fingers. I'm like, (laughs) what? I'm like, oh, crap. So I'm like, okay, come here. Let me see something. His gloves ripped open. So. And I I wasn't about to look because I would have passed out. So I, I, I opened that glove up and. I'm going, oh no, it was pretty gruesome tendons. And he, he gets a little woozy every time we talk about this too, he says. So there was like tendons, there were, um, just muscle and everything hanging down and I'm like, okay, okay. So I I, I can always count on Will to not uh, sugarcoat it. Yeah. And the first thing he says is it's not good, man. It's not good. Well, this is after, this is after I counted. So I'm like counting his fingers, making sure, because what's going on is this side-by-side's moving all the dirt from where we were because it's just dragging because we can't get it flipped over. So I'm thinking, um, I'm going to have to find fingers in this dirt. And so I, I'm like, okay, so I count. I'm like, one, two, okay. All of his fingers are there. It's looking attached still. So yeah, I told him, like, look, man, it's not good. Okay, there. It's a serious injury, and I just need you to, you know, calm down some, and we're gonna get through it. Um, I I couldn't get the side by side flipped over, so I'm like, you start walking. I'm gonna keep an eye on you because I could see him. And um, well, he's like, you walk for like ten minutes, and then I'm gonna try for ten minutes to get this thing flipped over. And if I can't, then yeah, I'm gonna yeah. jog up to you. So, um, I start walking and I'm, I'm freaking out. Like, and so the, the only, I'm praying and I'm singing, uh, like children's worship songs, like, like Jesus loves me. Yeah. No, like Jesus loves me and, uh, go telling on the mountain. Like, I don't know why those are the songs <laughs> that came to me, but, but that's what I was doing. No, and, he thought he was going to die. Oh, I, I mean, I, I many times he's like, die. I don't want to die. Yeah. I'm like, man, you're not going to die. I told I my you. wife, I said, like, you may lose a hand, but. You're not going to die. Yeah. I told my wife, I'm like, tell the boys that I love them. I'm, you know, if I don't make it, she's like, shut up. You're going to be fine. I mean, we're kind of like making fun of it, but it was a, it was a serious injury. Like yeah. it, it was, he needed 
immediate medical attention. Yeah. So we're walking out and then all of a sudden I hear this honking, like a car horn honking. Yeah. And this old boy comes down these trails and he was out scouting uh, for elk and um, deer reeked, elk. Reeked of cigarette smoke and alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Uh, but uh, cool guy. I I wish I knew his name. Yeah. I wish I knew who he was to thank him. But um, he was able to get us flipped over and um, that side-by-side started right up. But we left, we left the side-by-side there and hopped in his pickup i'm like hey well no because you had started walking and uh, you, well, you you just you, yeah. just started like i was just starting to leave and the guy was honking yeah because he saw footprints blood he was like he knew something serious had happened so i turned around yeah i got him um flagged him down I'm like hey my buddy's down here we're walking we're going to meet the medics so we drove down picked andrew up and I like I was super thankful, but man, that was that was an old truck and it was super bumpy. And I'm trying to like stabilize my hand, and every bump is just like just this new yeah right? this new pain. And so we finally get up to the medics. They were there. I was so so happy to see them. Yeah. And I was in I was so tense. And this was under an hour. They made oh, it yeah. there in under an hour. Oh yeah. And I was so tense. Oh, talking like this. <laughs> and um, so get in the ambulance. Uh, Will was going to meet at the hospital. Um, and so the, the paramedics gave me, uh, something to calm me down. And as soon as they did that, I thought I had felt pain before, but no, this was a new level of pain. And so then they were able to give me something for, um, for that. Yeah. Um, but I will post a picture on our social media page of me in the ambulance um, because it's uh, it's pretty funny. I was like, I've never been in an ambulance before. I, I want to get a selfie with this guy. <laughs> so he, he was cool enough. But I remember driving and they're like, oh, we, we need to go to code three. I'm like, what's code three? He's like, oh, no big deal. We're just we're just turning on the lights, turn on the sign. We're, we're going to get there a little bit quicker. Yeah, because I imagine that's when they looked at the glove. Yeah. Opened it up and was like, oh, yeah this is serious. I mean, it was, it was pretty gnarly. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So you left, they, they took them right away, started going. I'm like, okay, so we're from, we live in the Valley. They were taking them to bend over St. Central Charles. Oregon. Yeah. St. Charles. St. Charles. And, um, so that, that old boy took me back to the, to the side by side, started up. I hauled down to, um, our staging area got everything loaded and I was like, I can't take this trailer. I mean, our trailer's 26 feet long or something. So I went all the way back to the Valley to Salem, dropped it off and went all the way back to bend. And I made it there. He was just getting in to be prepped. So, yeah, I don't know how in the world I am still flabbergasted by how you made it back that quick. Yeah, he he made it back before I went to surgery, and then he was there uh, when I got out. So, so for people who don't know um, the Northwest, so or Oregon, so we were about hour and forty five minutes, yeah, away from our hometown. I drove back, dropped our trailer off, and then where he's at is another three hours. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I drove all the way back there and I was back before he even was yeah. 
going to uh, go to surgery. I still don't know how you. I don't know how that. I did either. I know I was uh, definitely breaking some rules. <laughs> I was moving. Um, but let me tell you, if uh, if there's ever an emergency situation, uh, I want it to be with Will because Will uh, was level, cool headed, and uh, made sure that Will takes care of his people, and so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, but uh, I remember sitting that when they were prepping me, uh, they brought in a um, the priest that was there, like the what's it called? The it's not a priest, what is it? Chaplain, yeah. that's what it was. The chaplain, and uh, I'm like, why is the chaplain here? Like, am, am I? I still thought I was dying, uh, <laughs> but uh, chaplain was Jewish, um, he was wearing a yarmulke. And, uh, you know, my faith is, is Christianity. So I was uh, trying to trying to share my faith with him <laughs> while he's trying to share, share it with me. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, that was a fun, fun time. But honestly, that was a, a turning point in in my life, really. Just um, I don't know. It uh, I think I felt like I had more purpose on Earth than I felt like I was that I hadn't been following God's plan for my life. And I really needed to to switch back. So that was, uh, that was definitely a turning point in my life. So, well, well, Ross does owe me a new hand. Uh, I guess I am also, but <laughs> let, let, let's give him a little more information. So this is how crazy it was when, um, he was in going in for surgery and they were prepping, they were cleaning out his wound. They, so what happened was the bleeding wasn't so severe because what happened is when he degloved his hand. If you want to know what degloving is, Google it. You'll Yeah. You'll, so yeah. he degloved his hand and all the dirt and pebbles packed in there and helped kind of seal it up. And they pulled like they had to use how much saline? Like it six was, quarts yeah. of saline. And they're like, typically we only have to use one. But they pulled out like a cup of... No, it was like two cups. Yeah, of pebbles. Yeah. Out of his hand because that's kind of the train we were on. It was like a pebbly dirt. Well, see, this is all news to me. Like, I knew that I had dirt and stuff in there. I didn't realize that it was packed in there and it was stopping yeah. a lot of the bleeding. That's, yeah. that's news to me. Yeah. So, um, it was crazy. But that's a... I mean, that's a lot of dirt. A lot of pebbles yeah. to be pulling out of just your hand. Yeah. So... Um, definitely blessed. Uh, wasn't worse than what it was. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to conclude uh, episode two. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who's listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Episode three, we'll be diving into some more hot topics, have a guest on hopefully this next episode. Yeah. We're supposed to have a guest today, but that didn't uh, work didn't out. work out. COVID. Yeah, stupid COVID. Uh, so yeah, we'll try again next week for uh, for an interview, and I think it'll be. Uh, I think you'll like it. So yeah. So thanks everyone for joining us on backseat, backseat drivers. drivers. It's now time to bring you our sponsor. We'll make it quick. This nope, nope. I'm just gonna go with it. Okay, go ahead. And I can. I'll edit it. So, and take two. This episode is brought to you by Ratchet Brewery. Ratchet up your taste buds and find these 
ratchet up your taste buds by finding this. Okay. All right. Take three. This episode. Take four. <laughs>